Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. It is 420. Um, I felt very silly for having to look up the date because I have been on the internet. I should know that it is 420, um, and this is episode 118. Just wanted to check in. Um, I don't even know why I'm starting these things off like that. <laughs> Just wanted to start talking and record it. Um, the thing I want to talk about today is just the sheer weirdness of having an eating disorder during a quarantine. There's plenty that's weird about a quarantine and there's plenty that's really challenging. Um, yeah, nothing quite turns the volume up on discomfort and addiction quite like having zero control over anything. And a lot of the time, you know, this is just what that is. There's like, I mean, we're all waiting. And over the years, I don't know about y'all, but I've gotten really bad at waiting. Like waiting has always been historically traditionally very intolerable that's why I'm an addict like there's nothing better than doing like 19 things while you're waiting like smoking a cigarette eating a piece of candy chewing on gum cracking your knuckles getting really high getting really drunk talking to someone you're not supposed to be talking to detonating a text or an email or whatever or generally being irresponsible to make the time pass and you know that that might have been the vibe and wave that you were on but you know now that it's like months into it with many many more months ahead of us it's just kind of time to wait um but yeah like actually so I used to talk about the eating disorder a lot in the beginning of this pod um probably I think because recovery was newer then but Ooh, let me tell you, um, yeah, like it, the volume on the eating disorder has gotten louder just because of everything. And my eating disorder is that I'm, I was bulimic for a really long time, but then even bef- beyond that, it was like, even when I wasn't like binging and purging, I didn't know I was bulimic, but I was because I had exercise bulimia where you know, I'd eat a bunch and then try to fix it by going to the gym like a very, very arduous number of hours in a row or doing like two classes a day and just all of that or um, restricting and not eating. I don't know that I could ever super qualify as an anorexic, but also that's such an addict thing to feel like you don't deserve to be something or that you feel shame that you're not like the right kind of eating disordered person to call themselves an anorexic but whatever that is um I have restriction I have like sugar addiction like once I start eating I I really can't stop um like to where it gets violent like it's not even like oh I'm so naughty I had a miniature cupcake that's basically just the top of a cupcake and the size of a thumb that's like not what I'm talking about it's like genuinely just like violent amounts of um sugar even when I'm like tired and even when I'm like half asleep um that sort of thing so yeah and I also have um just binge eating 
where for, you know, like many, many years in trying to control my food and trying to control my life through controlling my food because I thought if I was thinner that everything would be fixed. Um, like genuinely. I didn't really eat meals for a really long time and I would just sort of, the whole day would be spent trying not to eat something, eating something and then feeling horrible about it and then trying to fix it and then giving up and then eating tons of literally anything and everything just to sort of blot it all out. But the eating disordered mind, so like basically now it's kind of wild because it's just like, you know, the volume on food in my brain is already pretty loud, but it's accompanied by the sort of crescendo of food becoming really loud in everyone else's life as well like not only fear of scarcity because you know I mean looking at some of these food bank lines it's just harrowing and um and just a lot of fear around scarcity period because you know we're going to the store a lot less frequently some of us who are immunocompromised or um uncomfortable with going to the store and that's just not an option for them like food scarcity is an issue there's so much free time now and so you know everyone's like baking bread and like baking all this stuff and like everyone's because restaurants are closed everyone's forced to cook for themselves and because our lives have like gone from like you know like today's office like look at me I'm in Tahiti or whatever to like look I made you know this shallot pasta or like whatever or like here is my sourdough starter there's just so much food around us and as someone with a binge eating disorder and even with someone with two years recovery and like working with a nutritionist and being in a 12-step program and like in being in therapy for it and everything it's really hard and I can only imagine how difficult it is if you're someone who has disordered eating and is struggling right now um and so I just wanted to talk through some very very straightforward and like for people without disordered in eating this might sound really remedial and obvious and if so like maybe this um pod isn't for you but if you're trying to control and you can't stop eating or just things feel haywire like you you don't eat at all and then you have your first meal when it's dark out and then you eat everything and then you feel sick and then you go to bed and you barely sleep and then you feel crappy in the morning like if all of that stuff is going on I just first of all I just like my heart goes out to you so completely and I just wanted to offer a few things and just gentle reminders that you might need to hear right now um one of them is and again this sounds really obvious if this might not be for you but like that meals are really important again I didn't eat meals for a really long time and now when I eat meals it is to sort of ensure that I don't binge and start a cycle that becomes kind of like a runaway train meals for me and feel free to take what you want and leave the rest but meals for me every meal has a protein represented a carb represented and um, like a vegetable or fruit 
or some fat represented. Um, and meals for me, and this is super important, like there's three of them a day and there is a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like the end is something that I've struggled with a lot and like there are times even now when I zone out a little and at the end of the meal I'm like, oh my god, it's like the panic of eating the last Dorito where you're like, oh no, I didn't enjoy that Dorito. And then there's like a funeral in your heart for all the missed opportunity of it and you feel so like cheated. Like I definitely have that feeling around pretty much all meals, but meals ending are a really important aspect of meals. And the way that looks for me is that I can't just go to my pantry or my fridge and decide what I want to eat and then just daisy chain a bunch of things that I'm going to eat mindlessly or based on like the impulse of that moment because I have no like first of all like for a long time like I didn't have fullness like satisfaction actually didn't register for me because hunger had so little to do with why I was eating in the first place um and usually I'm so dissociative that sometimes being full to the point of pain is the only way I can actually realize that I have a body um and actually on that note I might put a trigger warning on on top of this particular pod but yeah and so with that in mind and I also just want to say that in my belief it's not that you lack willpower or that you're like a lazy piece of shit or that you aren't or that you're not trying hard enough like I firmly believe and this is my belief is that there is something physiologically specific about me that when I used food in times of stress heightened emotion fear conflict or even excitement because excitement actually scares me um I used food in those circumstances for so many years that I kind of touched the third rail. It's kind of like you can drink up into a certain point and then past a level of like reliably always getting drunk, like that sort of al- like full-fledged like dyed-in-the-wool alcoholism point. Like once you've hit that point, I don't believe that you can become like a magical moderate drinker anymore. And, you know, obviously that's like a huge 12-step thing. But I feel the same way about food. And I've discovered for me personally in my experience that this is the same way for me. Like I've used food the same way other people's have, people have used booze to where I've just, yeah, it's, it's physiologically creates a situation in me that once I start going down a particular type of eating, I can't stop. And I don't question it anymore. Like, I just, that's just who I am. I do think that there is something, like, innate in me that, like, once I eat a type of food, like, my pupils dilate, and that's it. That's just, I'm off and running, and, like, I cannot be stopped. Um, And so with that, like, I don't eat those foods. And for me, that's, like, refined sugar like I can't just eat candy which if you know anything about me you know that this is heartbreaking um and so I don't eat those things because they're not they're just I just can't you know and those things will be different for everyone 
but yeah so like my meals don't have those foods in them and I put everything I'm gonna eat on a plate and that's my meal it's like drawing a circle around my meal and so that's how I know it will have an end and when I'm done eating I like take a pause and even though it breaks my heart that it's going to be hours until the next meal I remind my body because my body I remind my brain and my body that another meal is coming and I've abused my body so much that that wasn't always the case and like for a long time like my body didn't really believe my brain when I said that but now it's like I've gotten into a position where like my body trusts me that I will feed it again and that's been really helpful for me um for me as I was starting it didn't even really matter how big the plate was or how big the meal was for a long time my meal was in a bowl and it was a trough of food but it was so good for morale for me to see myself stop eating when that thing was done and then yeah and and then like there's just it's so important to not be eating for a few hours in your day if that's something you struggle with it's like it's like making your bed or like doing something that's really good for personal morale like not eating for me felt miraculous and it felt like something super fucking awesome I was doing for myself um so yeah like three meals a day and then I also have two snacks and like it's either a piece of fruit and like you know something else like I don't know like broad beans or something um or like a cracker with like some peanut butter on it and peanut butter is actually a miracle because for a long time I could not have it I couldn't stop eating it that was like a total crazy food for me and now it's back in my life and that's pretty nice um so yeah like I just want to reach out to people who have are struggling with like that grazing of like starting to eat and then just eating forever all through the whole day and not being able to concentrate on anything because that can be so so heartbreaking if you're actually trying to focus on other work um and you always kind of feel like you just get it into the surface of the work and not really into the marrow of it and that can be really frustrating too or the quality of work really suffers because you're so distracted about the chewing and what you're going to eat next um and also like yeah like I don't even know I'm just saying that like this this whoever needed to hear about what meals are like this is for you and probably not for anyone else but I also just wanted to say that if you are struggling with like binge eating right now that there are resources um you can look up 12-step programs for it and there are a lot of zoom meetings and I also just wanted to reiterate again if you are like talking really horribly to yourself because of it or like filled with like loathing and shame I'm not I I do think that there is a component of this that is just like beyond our personal control after a certain point like and that is what addiction is um and I just wanted to remind anyone who needed to hear that yeah 
and also big fans of me big fan of meals big fan of forgiving myself if those meals aren't perfect and knowing that like tomorrow is just another opportunity to like show up for myself in that way and also this is something that um I realized in discovery going to bed and knowing that tomorrow you get three meals over again like sometimes that's really beautiful like I haven't eaten this many carbs in my life like with freedom and like genuine enjoyment and that's been really amazing and the first step to get there for me was planning around the food that would go into my mouth and so even if all you're able to do is plan it to the extent that you put it on a plate and you look at it and that's your meal and setting some intentionality around the way you're nourishing your body like for me it's been really great for morale and it's been like a cornerstone of why I'm even able to sort of like deal with what life is doing right now um and finding some gentleness and serenity in that so yeah I hope you had a gentle day I hope that if anyone needed to hear this that um you had access to it and thanks for listening